It's time for The Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Let's go live to RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Here's Coach Campy and the voice of the Golden Grizzlies, Neil Rule. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Greg Campy Show. We are live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. He is a coach, Greg Campy. Big crowd on hand here, as always. What's going on? Everybody all right here tonight or what? How's it going? Fired up, huh, Coach? A few back there, a little quiet. Mrs. Giz, that back there. There you go. Got a smile from her, so. Absolutely. But Does hey, she know we're 5-2? and two? RPI well, number two in the country, do you know that? No. Mm. She's just here because of her husband. Well, absolutely, and because it's pizza night. It's $5 pizza night, right? That's always a strong reason to be here. No, but we do have a big-time show lined up for you guys as well. Obviously, we'll recap what happened at the Gulf Coast Showcase where the Golden Grizzlies came back uh, with a little extra baggage. Uh, We will discuss uh, Jamal Cain. uh, Jamal Cain's carry-on bags were full. They were just full of awards and stuff like that. Speaking of Jamal Cain, he will be here tonight with assistant coach Michael Covington. We'll talk about his Pontiac roots and what went in with his decision decision to come play here at Oakland. All Which I think we're all, we're all pretty glad he did, right? Uh, I, I think so. The early yeah. returns are, yeah. Everybody's pretty happy Jamal Keaton is here. There is we're, no We're going to let him start the next game. Yeah. <laughs> He kept that starting job at least for at least for one more night. But uh, your questions too on Twitter with the hashtag AskCampy. We will get to those as the night goes on. There's a ton to get to. League play is starting. We go to Chicago tomorrow. UIC on Thursday. IUPUI on Saturday as well. We'll discuss that with head coach Greg Campy Camp. That's a that's an action packed hour we got here. Yeah, and let's start it off with what's on TV above us. You know. Uh... We had that shooting at Oxford High School today, and it, yeah. it's close to home because uh, Trey Townsend's sister was in the, in the building when it went down, and so there was a scary moment for our program. Uh, for everybody in the community, uh, you know, my buddy here, Bernie Sippa, went to high school there. So, I mean, it, it affects everybody. And, uh, you know, we're just – our thoughts are out to the Oxford community, and, and – uh, you know, we we checked with Trey and we checked checked with Skip, his dad. They were on the show last week and uh, pretty shook up about it. Uh, you know, his his daughter actually jumped out a window to get away, and uh, you know, and one of her one of her close friends is didn't make it. So it's 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 a tragic thing that you know hit home, and I think we just should should all be mindful of it. And you know, we're going to celebrate a great uh, week of basketball for us, but you never know what's going to happen. So. I guess we should just be thankful for what we have. Yeah, no doubt about that. My cousin uh, works in that building. Her kids went there, too. They all got out safely. So, yeah, I mean, it. Yeah, three people didn't and another people did not. injured. So. Yeah, absolutely, and that is a case. So, certainly, you, you continue to think about that. And, uh, yeah, Camp, I mean, I, I, I don't have I answers. I didn't mean you know. to, to ruin the. The, the vibe, yeah. here, but I think that you it's know, important it's though, that Cam. we need to think about. No yeah, doubt, sure. no, no question about it. No question about it. We'll continue to think about. <laughs> so we did win yeah. three we last week. Win. We did win that tournament. We had some great play in it. Uh, obviously, Jamal was, you know, the MVP of the tournament. He he was named the national mid-major player of the week because of what he did there. Uh, but you know, there was a lot of other people did a lot of the great things at that tournament. Zion Young came back from, you know, he only practiced twice all year. I threw him out there. He kept begging to play. I wasn't going to play him until, you know, the Bowling Green where we have those two weeks of practice before Michigan State. And Zion went out and made a couple threes and actually knew all the sets, which 
We have, we have right now we have a total of 33 sets in. Uh, we'll have probably 55 by the time the season's over. And he knew them. And, and that's saying, give that kid a lot of credit because, uh, you know, he hasn't practiced and he's studied and he's done all the things we've asked him to do. So he was a big help in winning the championship game. Trey Townsend had 25 in the, in the semifinals. Uh, Jalen Moore was Jalen the whole tournament. He, you know, he's, he struggled shooting the ball early in the year, but all his other contributions are so important to us. He, he started the championship game. They, you know, they disrespected him in that <laughs> on the initial ball screen we run in our offense. They went underneath it, which on a player of Jalen's caliber, you never do that. And they, they disrespected him and went underneath it. He saw it. He buried a three. We came down. He did the same thing. They went under again, and bam, he buried a three. And they didn't go under anymore after that, you know. <laughs> it's funny how that changes, yeah. right? And uh, so he just, you know, he, we know he's nowhere near offensively shooting the ball the way he's going to and capable, but he's doing everything else. He's defending right now better than he defended all of last year. Um, <coughs> so he played well. Micah Parrish, so important to us defensively, was, was that guy. He's still struggling a little bit with his shot and offensively, and that's a, that's the great thing about this is I'm sitting here talking about guys that aren't really into the flow offensively, and yet here we are, you know, with the strength of schedule we played, that we're, you know, top two in the country in RPI, that I, I, we have a question about that, what RPI is, and I'm going to explain it later. But it just shows we, sh we still have a lot of growth and we still believe we can get way better than we are. And, uh, and we're playing really good right now. So that's, that's a very, very uh, good feeling from a coach that you see guys, you know, struggling and doing some things but playing through it, playing with confidence, and we're winning. And, you know, Jamal, who I told somebody the other day, I won't be surprised if he has a 40-20 game this year, you know. Um, but he's still got a long way to go. He's still learning that Batman role, you know. He's still – I told him during one of the games this week, and I said, hey – he, he looked pretty comfortable with it against Delaware. Yeah, yeah. but, you know, he's, he's – we've got to get him to finish better around the basket. Uh, we've got to – every possession's important. We've – you know, uh, his posting has got to get better. But he's never asked to do those things. And so we know he's doing them and doing them well, but we know he can get better. And that's, that's what's encouraging about this. If we were playing to peak performance in November, that's never a good thing. But we're nowhere near peak, and we're finding ways to win games. We've won, a, we've won three one-possession games. Uh, Jalen hit the big shot against Vermont after we handed Vermont the game, and yet we still won it. Um, the Rice game, we allowed them to get back. They, they never had a chance to win. They threw a 70-foot you know, shot at the buzzer that could have tied it. But, you know, it wasn't like we were in. <laughs> going to lose the game, but we did some bad things down the stretch. So we're learning from mistakes and able to win, and that's that's really good. You know, it's funny too, Camp, because you talked about Jay Lamore, and I brought this up on the radio broadcast. And by the way, thanks to everybody that was checking out the radio broadcast. I know that you know, we had a lot of people uh, that were checking in, certainly around the holidays. So big shout out to you guys for that. But uh, it, it's like I talked about with Jalen, where you know, as you mentioned, like shot and the shot percentages and the things like that aren't, aren't where you want them to be. All I know, Camp is in shots where the game was on the line. Jalen Moore this year is one for one. 100% of the time, he makes it every time. And that's, well, he's one know. for one, and then he got, he also at the Oklahoma State game, don't forget, he got fouled 
and right. made two of the three free throws to put us ahead. All he had to do was make two, and he made two of the three. And so he's done everything he's had to do at in the clutch time. As I've said, we've won three one-possession games. So, uh, but we know we can get better. I think the players know they can get better. I think they're having a lot of fun, but they also understand um, <coughs> how important. Uh, improvement is and you know we, we had some great practices this this weekend and I was really pleased with that I was really worried about that you know the holiday uh, all that kind of stuff and then coming back thinking uh, you know hey we're good and you know, this is a big weekend for us everything we've done will go right out the window if we can't go there and and figure a way to get two wins this weekend and and uh, you know I, I don't want to put too much pressure on it because we could lose them both win the next 20 and still win the league but we really put ourselves in a bad situation if we don't sweep this weekend. And we also put ourselves where all the good that we've done as far as RPI, scheduling, um, uh, seeding, if we do make the NSA tournament that, those, that's what we're working on right now. And it, this is the first time in our 23 years of, of Division I basketball where we are putting ourselves in a position to get an at-large bid. We are right there. And if we can, if we can win at Bowling Green, and and beat Michigan State in uh, Little Caesars Arena, we will have the resume. Our, the resume we'll wins. Have, we'll have we'll have what we had to do. We'll be seven and two with two Power Five wins, a close Power Five loss, and a bad loss. You know, numbers wise to Alabama, but not a bad loss because when it's all said and done, Alabama's going to be a top fifteen team. So we'll have the resume. That if we can take care of the league, the regular season league, the postseason tournament won't matter. And that's the first time in our 23 years of Division One that we've been able to do this. So we don't want to screw it up this weekend. You know, I, I, again, I don't want to put too much pressure, but maybe we need that pressure. Maybe we need to understand. Well, Camp, that's what it is, man. Like, we're, we're playing for keeps now. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you get to this point, and as you said, you do all these types of things. It takes forever. It's like losing weight, right? Like it takes forever to do, and then it takes you know a bad a bad week for <laughs> for things to go awry. Right. But that's what it is. But these are the waters you want to swim in, though, right? Yeah, but we've never played a league game the first weekend in December, and that that is a scary thing for me. Now, I like where we're at. I like where we're at. I think we're ready. And uh, you know, we're gonna see. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go see, and if we can get those two wins and. And find a way to beat Bowling Green Tuesday. We go into that two-week dead period where we will be in position, you know. And that's all you ever want to do is get yourself in position. No question about that, Camp. What about what about Trey Townsend? I know that we talked about him a little bit. He he played a dynamic brand of basketball down there in Florida. And for those of you that that were listening on the radio, maybe you didn't get a chance to see it. I mean, he played above <laughs> the rim, regularly above the rim, high flying dunking over top of everybody. I mean, I, I hadn't seen that element before. I mean, you know, in practice and stuff like that, you, you, you see those things from time to time. But, I mean, he was a matchup nightmare for multiple yeah. schools. Well, I, I think you could ask Jamal this, you know, uh, playing with, with – Trey's a great guy to be on your team because he doesn't say boo. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't say anything. He's just out there, and I can scream and yell at him. I can not say a word to him. He's going to be who he is. And uh, he very seldom, very seldom shows emotion and just does his job. And he's getting better and better and better. And remember, because of Jamal, 
teams are game planning for Jamal and trying to do stuff and they're trace you know he, you leave him alone and he's going to hurt you and he has been I mean he, he had 25 in the, the second game and, and then the other thing that we're the, the thing that's going to make us we're not playing offense very well right now just good enough but as we grow and we start making shots and we get confidence he can go into the post Micah can go into the post Chris Conway can go into the post, and Trey can go into the post. And what we're going to do is be able to find nobody's got five guys that can guard the ball. No team in the country has five guys that can guard the ball. Michigan State doesn't have five guards that can guard the ball. We can find that matchup and isolate that guy, and that's what we did in, Trey, the, yeah. in the Rice game. You know, Rice had really good perimeter players, but their post player was really good on offense, but he he couldn't guard the ball. And so what we did is <coughs> Chris got out of the game. We went on the perimeter, and we isolated Trey with the ball, and he just took it. You know, he got a bunch of baskets diving, uh, driving to the rim and beating that big guy off the dribble because, as I said, nobody's got five guys that can do it. And then Jamal and Jalen did a hell of a job of finding Trey on, you know, basket cuts to dunks. And uh, when you have to game plan and double Jamal, you have to put a body and a half on Jalen. Um, you know, if, if Blake's making shots, if, if uh, Zion's making shots, now you can't leave them. We're going to, every night's going to be a little bit different off. I think Jamal's going to be a constant in his numbers, and Jalen's going to be a constant in the ball handling and the assists and domination of the ball. But those other guys are all going to depend on matchups on who's going to be the guy we're going to. And you're going to see a lot of nights it'll be different. And as we grow into our offense and get better, uh, you're going to see a lot of different guys score the basketball. Yeah, and, and we will see that continue to go too because the matchups defensively will change. As, as Trey right. continues to play above the rim, they say, oh, my God, we got to handle this guy. And then you look up and then Micah Parrish has a 20-point game. And that's, that's the way it's going to work, right? And, and yep. everybody understands that going in, you know, that yeah. you're going to take your turn. We have a great locker room. Uh, we have a great locker room. Our, our guys, any issues that we've had in the last couple of years aren't here anymore. And uh, the locker room is really, really good. They, they like each other. They care about it. I mean, that Jamal was interviewed after the game on Flow TV, and they asked him about his performance, and he gave all the credit to, you know, Jalen getting him the ball and guys getting him open. And, you know, so the kids get it. They understand it. And, and – uh, Everything's everything's working in our favor right now. We just got to get better and keep going. Yeah, no question about that. But speaking of Jamal Kane, he's here in the house as his assistant coach, Mike Covington, as well. When we come back, I'll sit down with one of the best players in the nation in Jamal Kane, Michael Covington, as well. We'll talk about his road to Oakland, local Pontiac kids. So certainly we will visit with Jamal and Mike Covington when we come back. Don't forget your questions with the hashtag asked campy and we will get through those uh, coming up in the third segment of the show so make sure you don't go anywhere you're listening to the greg campy show brought to you by the evans law group we're live at rj's pub in rochester hills want to save a lot on your energy bills want to have some fun well with the dte interactive home you can do both from the attic to the basement bedroom to backyard the Interactive Home has tips, tools, programs, and products to save money in every room of the house. It's one of the few ways you can have fun and save money at the same time. Visit DTEInteractiveHome.com today. 
DTE. At Henry Ford Health System, we're proud to be the official health care provider of the Detroit Lions. Because our teams have a lot in common, we're all for leaving opponents in our dust, linebackers and cancer alike. And we're all for pushing ourselves to be the best because we're all for anything it takes to win. Henry Ford Health System, all for you. Official health care provider of the Detroit Lions. Learn more at henryford.com slash team docs. Neil Rule here for the Evans Law Group. And guys, look, I could tell you about how U.S. News and World Report recognized Cam Evans for 10 straight years as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. But what I want to tell you is this. When it was me, when it was my contracts, when it was my money that was on the table, Cam Evans was the only one that I trusted. And you can learn more about the legal services offered by the Evans Law Group at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. Oakland University Credit Union's new Visa Signature Credit Card rewards you for living life to the fullest. Enjoy VIP experiences, exclusive discounts, and more cash back. Receive 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. Plus, pay no international transaction fees. Open your Visa Signature Card today. Visit OUCreditUnion.org slash Visa Signature. Federally insured by the NCUA. RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. It is a Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. And right now we welcome in one of the very best players in the nation, Pontiac native Jamal Kane, assistant coach Michael Covington as well. What's going on, guys? How are you? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm, I'm living, Jamal. How about yourself? You're living all right, huh? Yeah, same, man. <laughs> no doubt about that. But, uh, again, assistant coach Michael Covington, Jamal Kane joining us here. So, so Mike, I mean – you know, we're going to get into it with Jamal, and, and obviously you're from the Pontiac area as well. And, and you and I talked about this in the past, Cub, where somewhere along the way people started sleeping on, on high school basketball in Pontiac. And I've talked about this with Jamal, too. You know, th- there's a proud lineage in, in high school basketball in Pontiac. Definitely. We, uh, we always were very competitive, uh, skilled guys. And we, it was somewhat of a, always a competitive nature just growing up because we were such a small city, but a lot of talented guys. So everywhere you went, before all our community centers got cut, got shut down, everywhere you went, you were playing against a potential guy that was going to be playing college ball, or at least he was a very, very good high school player. And athleticism ran deep through our lineage of players, skill, and just being tough. You just got to be tough. You know what I mean? You got to be tough. You got to compete. And nobody's going to give you anything. So it was every day go out and make sure somebody understood how passionate you were about playing the game and and you really wanted to do something with it. Uh, Well, one of those guys that certainly has has turned out to be tough from Pontiac as well, Jamal Kane. And and Jamal, you know, before we get into this season and what's been going on with everything, take us through the the steps, I guess you would say. How'd you end up here at Oakland? You know, obviously got out of high school in Pontiac, uh, went out to Marquette. Uh, your, your graduate transfer out here to Oakland. Take us through that process. Uh, man, well, it started, honestly, I want to say around eighth grade. That's where I really, like, started putting it at, like, good work. And uh, through high school, it was kind of like the same process. Uh, freshman year, um, really didn't get as much recognition. You know, was just still putting in work, though, still believing it, like, believing in myself. 
Uh, sophomore year, I started gaining more confidence, you know, in my game. Uh, started having more confidence in my handle and my ability to score. And, uh, junior year was kind of the same, uh, just building my body, you know, uh, my strength, uh, my mental and all those things. Senior year is when I, I knew, like, okay, I'm a Division One college athlete. I know I can play at the next level. Uh, in college, well, was a was more of a different, more of a different role. Uh, confidence wasn't as high as it was in high school, so of course, no confidence. You're not gonna play as well, and that was kind of like my my That's process. A battle, the battle you fought a little bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. From see, I I, I had a good freshman year. Um, shot the ball pretty well. Got on the floor. Played a decent amount of minutes for a freshman in the Big East. Um, and from sophomore year almost like half a junior year that's where like the slump kind of came uh the confidence kind of left uh i really didn't believe in myself as much didn't believe in my game as much uh then i want to say senior year is where i kind of picked up my confidence and start you know stop pointing the finger start believing in myself again and uh and once kobe gave us you know that extra year uh i got excited you know i felt it as a blessing you know what i mean to go out there and have unfinished business you know in college and be able to do that home you know with my main guy cub right and one of the coaches that believed in me once he laid eyes on me so it was kind of a no-brainer and i'm here now man and i knew we would do something man but we still got like a long a long way to go so just staying in the moment you know taking all the moments as a blessing you know coven this is something i talked to you about before and i've even brought it up with jamal the thing that i really walk away with and certainly he's a great player and certainly he's a great scorer certainly he's a great rebounder all that stuff but the thing you can't teach that I, I think, Jamal, and look, I'm a media guy. I don't know. You forgot more about basketball today than, than I'll ever know in my life. But the thing that I see, Cub, that dog, man, I mean, everything is personal to him. And you and I had this conversation on the bus before where with Jamal, did you see that even when he was coming up through high school, when, when, when you were around him, you know, before he went to college and all this stuff, did he always have that? Is that something he developed? Because I've always thought that that's either in you or it's not to some degree. Uh, I think uh... – I know on my end of us being together for so long, basically, like you said, from the eighth grade, I challenged him from day one. Like, when he came up to me and asked me, could he play for me in high school, the next time we seen each other, it was a challenge. You was running hills. You were running miles. We were in the gym for endless hours. I mean, I made him, the first time he worked out with me, I made him run from one side of the city to the other side of the city. Just not, to get not in the, the gym. gym, not the campus, the yeah, city. Yeah, <laughs> just to get in the gym. Like, we finished running hills, and I said, all right, we're going to the gym. And they tried to get in my car. I was like, no, nah, I'll meet y'all there. And they're like, how we getting there? I'm like, y'all running there. And they ran, and by the time I circled the block and went and got some water for them and everything, when I got to the gym, they were sitting on the stairs. So it was always, let me see how much I can push you. All the guys that were with me, all the young guys that were playing for me, let me see how much I can push them. And I always used to tell them, I'm going to push you over the ledge. I'm going to see who, which one of y'all going to climb back up. And he kept climbing back up. And the progress kept happening just like he just explained it to you. He kept knocking people off the list. You know, he would say, man, I don't think this dude better than me. And, okay, well, you got to work and show people he's not better than you. And the blessings kept coming. He never tried to cheat the process. He never made an excuse. He never complained. He just kept coming back for more. And that's when I kind of seen, like, okay, there's something about him. You got some, it's something special about him because a lot of kids, they don't want – coach says it all the time. Uh, you know, everybody wants to be great until you find out what it takes to be great. And I seen it a long time ago that he wanted to be great, and then even through some adversity in his life, he kept coming back. 
You know, he didn't use adversity looking for somebody to give him an excuse. He was Once that took place, he was ready to get back in the gym. It wasn't like, give me some time off because I got to deal with it. He wanted to get back in the gym and work harder. And that's something special that you don't find in every kid. So that, that made our, our relationship greater. And he just understood, like, you got to listen and work hard and you can get whatever you want out of it. And, and, you know, Jamal, like, I get the sense, you know, you're, you're, you're the only player in the nation right now that's over 20 points a game, 10 boards a game, two and a half steals a game. Like, all these dudes that you watch on TV and all these lottery picks and everything like that, those dudes at Syracuse right there, the four stars, the five stars, none of those cats are putting in work the way you're putting in work right now. I, I get the sense you're the same dude you were as Marquette. You're the same dude that I saw the first day that, that I saw you practice here at Oakland till today. All these accolades and all the social media stuff and everything, while it's great and everything like that, you are, like, the exact same person. Why is that? As, like, Coach Cove talked about, in this day and age, man, where people want a way out, they want it to be easier, why are you built different like that? Why? Uh been since day one, man, since I was born. You know, uh, being raised by a single mother, she always pushed me, you know, just like I Cub do. You know, always demanded more, always, you know, wanted the best from me. So, of course, that played a part in it. And, you know, especially having Cub, like, in my corner as well, always being like that voice, you know, that good mental, you know, inspiration and someone that's been through life, you know, to kind of direct me through some of, you know, my hardships and stuff like that. So, you know, that's kind of where, you know, that came from. You know, just mentally trying to always overcome, you know, problems because everyone's going to have problems. You know, everyone's not perfect. So, you know, just taking every day, you know, as what it is and just moving on forward. And never tapping out, right? No, nah, never, never, <laughs> never. See that? See what I'm talking about, though? Like that look in his face right there, man. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about right there. Like it's, you know, it's it's authentic. Like it's organic, man. It's as real as it gets. Talking to Jamal Kane, Golden Grizzlies assistant coach, Michael Covington, two, uh, two products uh, of Pontiac. There is no doubt about that. You know the work that. Coach Cub used to put in at Oakland, right? Oh, he used to give it now. to people. Yeah, I know. I know, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he, ever, he ever tell you any good stories about yeah. playing ball at the Oakland yeah. days? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he, he does. I've talked about that with him uh, many, many times. All right, Jamal, this team, this year, uh, I brought up the fact with Trey Townsend, you know, what we saw him kind of take things to another level. Uh, like I talked about, too, with Jalen Moore, you know, the percentage isn't what he wants a percentage to be. But when everything was on the line, when all the chips were in the middle of the table, he never had a doubt. I know you never had a doubt in him. What, what about this team? Why, why is this clicking so well so early? Uh, we all just bought into one thing, man. We bought into what Coach is telling us, and we bought in like to the, you know, to the main goal, and that's winning, man. No matter how it happens, no matter how it comes, like we all just adapted to winning. So you get a couple, you know, a bunch of guys that all committed to one goal and really don't, you know point fingers or anything like that like this is what this, this this is the result when you look at it too cov you know as far as jamal's game it seems to be ever evolving because i don't i don't see a weakness you know what i'm saying i mean if you want to pick apart things and, and maybe talk about like a three-point percentage or whatever but his resume is his resume i mean those yeah. numbers are the numbers when you when we wrap this thing up in march those numbers will be where those numbers always are is his game continuing to evolve? I mean, from a coaching standpoint, like what can't this guy do out there? Uh, I think his game is evolving, and it has a lot to do with the guys that surround him, our team. You know, Jalen is – I've seen the point guards that came through Oakland, starting with myself, where we always bought into making sure that everybody else got to eat. You know what I mean? And it's just the fact that 
Maul is a three-level scorer. He can score from the three. He can he can drive. He can rebound. And he doesn't need the ball all the time where he just wants to take every shot because really you're going to have a guy who's such an offensive threat that doesn't mind going down there and being dirty and, and rebounding and, and imposing his will in the trenches. So uh, I think it, he can take it to another level, but that just comes with continuous work. You know what I mean? Continuous work, staying humble, but staying hungry. You know, like uh, just always staying in the moment, never getting too high, never getting too low, just knowing that it's always another level you can go to. It's like knowledge. You can never acquire enough knowledge. You can continue to get better. You can always get in the gym and get better and become a better player. So, Jamal, before we get it wrapped up here, I'll leave you with this question. I ask you this on the, on the Bear of Mind podcast, available on iTunes and SoundCloud, by the way. Search Golden Grizzlies. Click subscribe, and you are in there. A couple episodes back, I talked to Jamal. you gotta, you know, you got to do the business end of things too, Jamal. But uh, with, with all that being said, I asked you this question before. What's the ceiling for this team, man? How, how high – how high can this team go? Because the early returns are, when you look at those RPI rankings, you, you see the Dukes and the Gonzagas and the Oaklands and, and everybody like that. I mean, those are the waters you're swimming. I was talking about that with Coach Campy earlier. I mean, believe it or not, those are the waters you're in right now. How high can this team go? Man, uh, it's a tough question, man. You know, I'm just a guy that always stays in the moment. So <laughs> I don't want to, you know, look too far, you know, or get too behind myself. So I just – I feel like, of course, the sky, you know, is high. Yeah. You know, it looks – like very bright but um you know we we still got stuff like we got to do right now you know we still got to stay in the moment still got to get ready for practice in the morning you know we just stand in the moment man don't want to get too high get too low and that moment's thursday and uic well actually that moment's tomorrow's practice and yes, then sir. it's then it's shoot around at uic and then at uic well yes, i appreciate sir. your time man uh you know you're great to talk to jamal yeah, I, I appreciate I really, it yeah i really do appreciate it coach cove as well man you're my guy man appreciate you know that you, uh, absolutely we come back we get to your questions on twitter with the hashtag ask Campy. give it up jamal kane michael covington it is a greg Campy show brought to you by the evans law group live from rj's pub in rochester hills want to save a lot on your energy bills want to have some fun well with the dte interactive home you can do both from the attic to the basement bedroom to backyard the interactive home has tips tools programs and products to save money in every room of the house it's one of the few ways you can have fun and save money at the same time visit dteinteractivehome.com today dte Tap into savings when you use your Oakland University Credit Union Visa Signature Credit Card. The Visa Signature Credit Card gives you more cash back, like 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. Simply tap to pay. It's fast, easy, and convenient. Tap to pay. Get more cash back with the OUCU Visa Signature Credit Card. Federally insured by the NCUA. Neil Rule here for the Evans Law Group. And guys, look, I could tell you about how U.S. News and World Report recognized Cam Evans for 10 straight years as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. But what I want to tell you is this. When it was me, when it was my contracts, when it was my money that was on the table, Cam Evans was the only one that I trusted. And you can learn more about the legal services offered by the Evans Law Group at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. This is a great day for Henry Ford Sports Medicine. As the official team physicians for the Detroit Pistons and care provider for the Detroit Lions, today we welcome another athlete whom we proudly care for, Lisa. How was your injury? 
It turned out to be just a twisted knee. When can you return to Zumba? Maybe next week. Lisa, one more question. Henry Ford Sports Medicine, official team physicians for athletes like Lisa and you. Learn more at henryford.com slash sports. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. Of course, he is a head coach, Greg Campy, taking your questions on the hashtag AskCampy on Twitter. Got something that pops in your head? Fire away. We get to those uh, all show long and all week long. Jimmy Kennedy back in our 1270, the Bet Studios, your new radio home for Golden Grizzlies basketball and the Greg Campy Show, as we always like to say, the number one rated show on this station at this time, the, the, the Nielsen ratings are all in. You know, everybody's opinions have been validated. They are correct. This is the number one rated show at this time on this station. Ready to knock down some uh, some yeah, asking? It's going to stay there with the segment. I thought that was a really good segment, Neil. You did a good job with Jamal and, and Mike. I, he's I, he's great to talk to, yeah, man. We learned a lot, so uh, that was good. Yeah, he he is. He's great to talk. Except to. he's eating wings instead of fries. But you know, it's <laughs> season. We need him to. We need him to eat the protein, not the French fries, not the carbs. <laughs> not the carbs. Well, he, I think he burns it off. I think he burns enough yeah, of it off, Camp. We can, we can cut him a break on that. You know, it takes a lot of energy, man, to be 8 of eight of 13 from the floor every single night because that's what it seems like he is. Uh, but, yeah, hashtag Ask Campy. Got some to get to here. Uh, Jimmy Kennedy back in our studios, as a matter of fact. He's a master of this. He likes to send pictures from the studio, tweets from the studios. He wants to know, is the Gulf Coast Showcase trophy at RJ's Pub with you guys? No, I screwed up. We should have brought that here tonight. I'm sorry, but we've got bigger trophies to try and win. So, you know, we, we enjoyed that moment, but uh, – as I told them, the next tournament we win, the confetti will come from the ceiling, and they'll get to cut the nets down. So uh, it was a good warm-up, though. Three games in three days. The way we competed on the championship night, I was really, really pleased and proud of how hard we played. Well, in the battle, too, Camp, I, I talked to you about it in the, in the post-game interview. There was a lot of short grabbing, man, three games and three nights. I, yeah, I thought game two we were the first ten minutes of the Rice game. I thought both teams. Rice had played a triple overtime game or double overtime game, and, and I thought both teams looked out of sorts the first 10 minutes. Um, a lot of short grabbing, a lot of, you could tell, you know, they weren't it's that early in the year. To, you know, we played at 1.30 and came back, you know, uh, what was it, at 5, five so, yep. you know, 20 hours later, 24 hours later, I guess. Uh, you know, <laughs> so I just thought the first 8 or 10 minutes, and then I thought both teams really competed hard in the second half. And one thing I th- that tournament, and if you're not a basketball person, you might not understand how good the names of the teams were that were there. You had Evansville, who's had a history of really good you know, basketball. In the Missouri Valley. In the Missouri right. Valley. Now, are they a team that's going to compete for the Missouri Valley Championship this year? No, and they finished last in the tournament. But they lost in double overtime. They lost a two-point, you know, um, Vermont. 27 straight or 12 straight 21 seasons been to seven NCAA tournaments they're a they're a who's who in mid-major basketball great coach uh, you know just one of the most respected coaches in the country that people have never heard of um, <coughs> Delaware is picked to win the Colonial the Colonial is a really good league I mean they uh, VCU I think it was went to the final four from the Colonial before they moved to the A-10 um, Rice, uh, Conference USA team. Now, is Rice a basketball power? No, but they're still, a, they recruit at that higher level. Uh, they have a very, very stringent academics there, but they have, I mean, they have players. Um, 
Fordham is an A-10 team, bottom of the A-10, but new coach, and they won two, two games there, which was exciting for them. Um, and then Appalachia State, who Michigan fans know that name, um, <laughs> they, they had five starters <laughs> excuse me, five starters back from a team that went to the NSAID tournament last year, and four of them were fifth-year seniors. Vermont started five fifth-year seniors against us, five of them. Now, they did have a really good player that didn't play in the game, um, but and maybe that could have made a difference for them. But So it was a great tournament, and every game played, four games a day were really, really good basketball, and to come out on top of it was awesome. That's a long answer to the trophies not here. That, that's hey, that's your specialty, Kate. Yep. You yeah. know, I can tell. You're, you're yeah. in mid-season form. You're Deflect. ready for conference play. Deflect the question. You, de- only answer the questions you want to answer, right, right Camp? Not the ones that are asked. That's Media 101. Pittsburgh Marty, our good buddy, says congrats on the great start. As we know, it's not how you start but how you finish. It seems like the team is finishing out close games very well so far this season. How do you coach them up to close out games that are tight? Um, you know, the, the, we, in all honesty, and I think Jamal would admit this, we have made the big play in those close games, but we have not done a good job in the last four minutes of games. And it's a learning process. Um, you know, I, I told them, we had a big conversation, uh, if you watch the Auburn-Alabama football game. Just one little play can affect the outcome. All, Auburn's going to beat Alabama. It's probably going to cost the coach's job. In the biggest game of the year for Auburn in football, all the running back has to do is fall down and bounce. And instead, he's thinking, if I can get those two yards, the game's over, and he stretches out, gets knocked out of bounds, and the clock stops. Alabama gets the football back on the two-yard line, has to go 98 yards without a timeout in a minute 45. If, they had, if the back had gone down, they would have had maybe 50, 55 seconds and couldn't have done it. And, of course, Auburn's, or Alabama scored to tie the game with 20 seconds left, 20 seconds that should not have been there just because a kid wanted to do something instead of doing what that coach has coached him to do. And so we've made some mistakes. Micah took the ball out of bounds against the press. I don't want that. Micah wanted to because he, want, he thought he could get it in. But that's not what we wanted. And we had an argument about it. But when it was all said and done, and Jamal screwed up in that game too because I wanted Jamal in a certain spot. He was running around. I yelled at Jamal. He, didn't, he wasn't that happy about me yelling at him, but we got him in the right spots. And then, Jamal, we got it in four straight times, didn't we? And who would we get it into? You. <laughs> and you're the guy we want to have the ball there because you're our best free throw shooter, right? So once they learn what we want, we're going we're gonna to finish games better. The key is, is that they have to do it. The coaching staff can have a game plan, but coaches don't win games. The players win them, especially close games. Players make plays. All we can do is tell them what to do, learn from our mistakes. I don't think we'll have that mistake anymore. And, and that's how you get better. That's how a, a team pr- progresses through the season so that in March, when we have to take the ball out of bounds, we're going to get it in because we're going to be up three with 30 seconds to go in the game. You know, Camp, selfishly, uh, I was a bit disappointed, and I should have asked Jamal this, you know, as far as getting the ball in bounds. You didn't run the four wide receiver, the arena football uh, yeah, we're routes gonna, this we're year. Not, we don't even have it in this year. I don't no? need that. No. I, okay. I, I got the best athlete 
in the league who can make free throws. And all we got to do is get everybody in the right position and throw it up in the air, and he's going to get it. Well, so there's no need for that That's something I talk about. Well, when, when the ball goes off the rim, his hand is the highest in the gym right. at West Virginia, <laughs> at Alabama, right. in Fort Myers, uh, in, you know, in a bowl with rice, you know, in right. a cup with ice. It doesn't matter. Jamal Cain's hand is above everybody else's, wherever. Okay, Dr. Seuss. Um, hey, we, you got it, Camp. You got it. We, right. <laughs> it's my job to put them in a position, but it's their job to do it. Now they understand it. Why would we do anything else but get him the ball in a spot on the floor that nobody else can reach and then let him come down with it, let him be strong, let him get fouled, let him go down and make two free throws. And that's – but you have to – in this day and age with kids, you have to experience failure to get them to succeed because the, the day and age of, hey, I tell you this, and, okay, coach, I'm doing it. I'll run through the brick wall for you. That doesn't exist anymore. And I've struggled with that as it's changed as a coach. I've struggled with that. But I think I've learned that it, it doesn't work that way anymore. So we have to put them in position. We have to let them fail. And, and somewhat, you hope that they fail so that they come to you. Uh, I, tell this, I tell this story all the time, and I, I believe it's the best coaching lesson I ever got. When my son Keith went to uh, Cincinnati to play baseball, and Keith – you know, was a really good base, high school baseball player. He batted 412. He was an outstanding bunner. He was all that. The first day of practice at Cincinnati, the coach changes stance. So in the fall World Series they had, Keith didn't hit very well in that fall. Who do you think Keith blamed? He blamed that coach because he hit 412. Why would the coach mess with him? Coach said, you can't hit a, you can't hit a 95 mile an hour fastball the way, way I want you to hit it in that stance. So the coaching lesson there, and I've talked to that guy about because I really like the guy and we've remained friends over the years. The coaching lesson there for me was let him fail. If I know for a fact that he can't, I got to change his shot, let him fail first so he comes to me so I can now have his attention to fix it. You can understand the why. Right. Instead yeah. of just going and, and saying to him, man, you're not going to make free throws that way, man. We've got to move your hand. We've got to do this. You know, no, he's, he's been doing that his whole life, and we've recruited him because of that. He's not, he's, today's kid does not look at you and say, yes, sir, coach, I'm going to do it. Tell me what you want, I'll do it. They want it to understand it. So the best way is failure. And then, which is one of the reasons we play the preseason schedule we play. Because I don't want to lose, but I want to be in a position where we learn how to succeed. And uh, how do we get on this? I'm oh, co coaching them up. Yeah, oh, how do you win close oh, games? Oh, okay. We win close games because you have good players that do what they're supposed to do. All right. Uh, MD Fun 89 you know we're going to Chicago, so you know this question's coming. Uh, he's usually out here. He's not out here today. I know he's getting back to work and all that stuff. But he wants to know, hashtag AskCampy, how many trips to Portillo's are planned for this road trip alone? I'm taking my own car, so every meal will be there. The team does not want to eat there. It was one of the most disappointing moments I've ever had when I said, okay, we're going to Portillo's on the way, and Jalen Moore was. Nah, coach. <laughs> Is it Jamal low-key is doing that, yeah, shaking the head too, <laughs> so the team's not going to eat at Portillo's. We have an Italian restaurant set up for them. 
I'm driving in a car. I'm eating at Portillo's lunch, breakfast, and dinner. <laughs> there you have. Uh, got one more left, which uh, the timing's pretty good, Camp, actually. So there you go. Nick Lacito's in the house here tonight. And this is one I think you want to answer, Camp. The Golden Grizzlies currently ranked number two in RPI behind Duke, but in front of you know programs uh, that we've seen, like the Blue Bloods of college basketball. Coach, can you explain RPI and why this rank is great for when we are in a season? So... I've had this discussion with some friends of mine, too, because I got this one guy that he MIT grad who just doesn't get it. Um, why wouldn't Gonzaga be number one or whatever? This was before that Duke-Gonzaga game. And human beings are select the poll. So, and I'm one of those guys. I'm on the committee, or I'm on the selection committee, and I take the job very seriously. I, I watch all the teams. I follow every score. And on, by noon on Monday, I have to have my top 25 into the place that you have to put it in. And, but that's just people picking who they want to pick. And I will tell you that I'm prejudiced. You know, there's coaches I might not think that much of. I might put them 17th instead of 12th, you know, just because I'm human. RPI is a function of numbers. And it's a, a formula that takes strength of schedule, where the game is played, and it formulates a list <coughs> of a power ranking is basically what it is. Our schedule is one of the hardest in the country. We've not played at home except one game. That one game was against a team that's 6-1 and one, that just won a, a Thanksgiving tournament to Toledo. We beat them by a very large margin, and that computer func uh, factors all that in, and then it spits out these are the rankings. For us to be ranked there three weeks, you could be ranked there two games in, you know. But to be ranked in there, you know, seven, eight games into the season, three weeks into the season, shows you that we played the schedule that, every, that all of us know we did, and we were successful at it. And uh, are we going to stay there? No, I, we could win both games this weekend. We're going to play two teams that are probably in the 250s to 280s, maybe even worse. So that's going to take our strength of schedule, and it's going to go shoo. So if we win both those games this weekend, which we have to, our RPI will probably go from one or two to 25 to 30. Right. Because it's all a function of number. The computer doesn't care about the name across the jersey. They care about who you've played and what the statistics are for those teams. So that's all RPI is. Why is it important? Because the NCAA tournament selection uses RPI. They don't use it like they used to. They have a thing called net now. And what it net is is a function of RPI, Ken Palm, and Sagarin. Ken Palm is just like RPI, except they use different parameters. And Sagarin uses different parameters than the other two. So... They take all three of the, the computer rankings that use the different parameters and come up with a number. So we might be two in RPI, but uh, Ken Palm looks at your defensive efficiency and your offensive efficiency and all that. And then Sagarin, I don't even know what they do. I don't pay attention to that one. And they, they put those, those three together and they come up with maybe 37. Well, if you're 37 and, and there's 36 at-large teams... I think that's how many there are, 36 at-large teams. There's 32 conferences and 36 at-large. If you're 37, you might be outside looking in. 
unless your name's Syracuse or something like that, and you're going to bring a lot of people to the game. So then they'll slide you underneath them. Um, but it's important that your, your number's there because if we get the bid and we're a 37, uh, that'll, it's supposed to help your seating. And we all know the lower your if we can get to a 12, you have your best chance to win an NCAA tournament game. The 5-12 game statistically is your best chance to win. 13, harder. 14, harder. 15, almost impossible. 16, one time in the history of the, the tournament. So that's why we're playing. That's what we're playing for. And uh, is it flawless? No, because in... Uh, 2012 was it that we went with Benson we were 52nd in the country in RPI Houston was 104 and they got a 12 seed and we got a 13 seed so is it always flawless you, know, you don't know you know it's those people in that room still will make it but that's what we're told so that's why we're doing it and I always contend to Moorhead State got the matchup against Louisville and oh, out-rebounded yeah. them by 28, and we were the 14th best rebounding team in the country. What, what would we have done to Louisville that game? Well, know? I say this. On that team, we played Texas. They had three first-round draft picks on that team, but more importantly, they had – what's the dude that's at Cleveland? Cavaliers, the big guy. Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson on that team. He was the only guy in the country that could guard Keith Benson. Yeah. And Texas was ranked number one in the country the Two last weeks. week of the season. Yeah. Lost – Lost their last game at home and lost the first round of the Big 12 tournament and dropped all the way to a four seed. Should never have happened. I, I contend that if Oakland had been the 12 seed and VCU hadn't, people wouldn't know who Shaka Smart is. But because of seeding, that was the year it's VCU real. made all the way to the final four. We had to play Texas, who was, just, who was number one in the country or number two in the country the last week of the season, and we lose by two. So... Corey Joseph's still in the NBA. You know, yeah. Tristan Thompson's still in the NBA, but not like these guys had a cup of coffee. You know, these, well, these the, were dudes, man. Probably the best thing that's ever been said to me by another coach, and, you know, coaches say stuff, but I walked with Rick Barnes, who was the coach at uh, Texas at the time. We walked the back stairs, and he said, we should have never been number four. They only did that because they wanted us in Tulsa, Tulsa with, with Kansas and Texas, so the whole thing got sold out. And he goes, you guys really got – he goes, You're, you would have been a top five team in the Big 12. And he was serious. And, and that was probably the best compliment I've ever had about Oakland basketball, to have a guy of his level say that in that situation. Absolutely. We'll take our final break. When we come back, we'll look ahead to this weekend. Horizon League play getting started. I, I have an Ask Campy question, too, about coaching uh, that I want to get to. That's me personally. So we'll do all that. We'll wrap this thing up. You're listening to the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Oakland University Credit Union's new Visa Signature credit card rewards you for living life to the fullest. Enjoy VIP experiences, exclusive discounts, and more cash back. Receive 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. Plus, pay no international transaction fees. Open your Visa Signature card today. Visit OUCreditUnion.org slash Visa Signature. Federally insured by the NCUA. At Henry Ford Health System, we're proud to be the official health care provider of the Detroit Lions. 
because our teams have a lot in common. We're all for leaving opponents in our dust, linebackers and cancer alike. And we're all for pushing ourselves to be the best because we're all for anything it takes to win. Henry Ford Health System, all for you. Official health care provider of the Detroit Lions. Learn more at henryford.com slash team docs. Want to save a lot on your energy bills? Want to have some fun? Well, with the DTE Interactive Home, you can do both. From the attic to the basement, bedroom to backyard, the Interactive Home has tips, tools, programs, and products to save money in every room of the house. It's one of the few ways you can have fun and save money at the same time. Visit DTEinteractivehome.com today. DTE. Neil Rule here for the Evans Law Group. And guys, look, I could tell you about how U.S. News and World Report recognized Cam Evans for 10 straight years as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. But what I want to tell you is this. When it was me, when it was my contracts, when it was my money that was on the table, Cam Evans was the only one that I trusted. And you can learn more about the legal services offered by the Evans Law Group at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. Back out of here, final segment of the show, RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. This is the Greg Campy Show. My name is Neil Rule. He is a coach, Greg Campy, as always, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. A nice crowd on hand here tonight. Appreciate everybody showing up. I had a quick uh, ask, Campy. Uh, I spent a lot of time talking about today uh, during our talk show uh, dear Coach Campy, hashtag Ask Campy, uh, Neil in Washington Township wants to know, do you ever wish that you got into coaching football at NCAA level instead of, uh, instead of basketball? It's, it's raining on these coaches right now. Not because of the money. I, I, you know, I had my chance. Uh, I had to make a decision. The job that I got offered in basketball was better than the one that I got offered in football. Um, and I thought about this. I, you know, I played at Bowling Green, which that was back in the days before indoor facilities. And we practiced outside in November. That wasn't a lot of fun. Right. Nowadays, you know, they practice indoors and they go out and play the game. And the games were fine in, in the snow and that because of the adrenaline and, you know. But practices, not so much. And so there were two reasons I chose basketball. Um, that, it never snowed inside the arena. And then the second reason was the only reason I really knew the head football coach was because I was, also, I was on the defense, but I was also a punt, the punter. And so for special teams at the beginning of every practice, I ran the huddle. Well, the head coach is always with the huddle, so that's how I got to know him, had interaction with him. And I didn't like that. I didn't. You know, my position coach in football, there are 125 of us. My position coach was really my coach. And my feeling was I wanted to have control. I wanted to know every player. I wanted to – and I think football coaches will tell you they do know every player and that, but the interaction that most of the defensive backs had with the head coach was usually just after a mistake. You know, if you if you screwed up, you heard from the head coach. If If you did something good, he might – Give you a wave. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was, those were the reasons. Now, honestly, there are times 
that I've thought that, man, I would have liked to have coached football. It's not because they're making $10 million, because their basketball coach is making a lot of money too. It's not that. It's just that football was my love. That was, as a player, that was my game. That was, you know, I played basketball. I loved football. And so there are times as I've gotten older that I miss that. You know, I watched the Michigan game like everybody else did. What a football game that was. And what an environment just to have been part of that. Could you know, imagine that? Uh, you know, my brother played, my dad both played at Michigan. They've run through the tunnel and jumped up and touched the thing. And I got to play at Michigan one time as a freshman in college. They had, back in those days, they had JV teams. You know, they had a JV football team at college because you didn't get to play. You didn't never played freshman. So you, that was how you got you know, playing time and, and experience. And we played Michigan in a JV game, so I got to play in the stadium in front of – that stadium in front of 200 people was not that exciting. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, – but that – you know, I, I love that sport. I just – there is nothing as an athlete, there is nothing better than the 30 minutes before a football game. And the, the getting yourself ready – to overcome fear. You know, as a defensive back, I had to take, I, I played the short side. Back in those days, the hash marks were wider and you had a short side of field and a wide side. I played the short side, which means I was taking on the full back and the tight end and at 170 pounds, Ooh. taking on 275 pound tight ends on an arc block and that. You're set up to fail there, Camp. Well, you know that, right? You, you have to learn how to avoid being hit, but um, the fear of knowing you're going to get to beat out of you in that game and how to overcome fear and that was it was just the smell of the you know astroturf you know today doesn't smell but the smell of grass and the chalk and the, the just the memories I have of football are the best of my life so <laughs> what do you say you, you want to know about your punting average in the uh the NCAA you had held a punting record NCAA record for longest punt for a long time um I did I held an NCAA record uh, for single game average, uh, I, Bowling Green was a wind tunnel. Uh, you know, it's out on I-75, and it was in those days it wasn't closed in, so it was a wind tunnel. And we had a really good team and a great quarterback. He played, ended up playing for the Browns. So the, it was usually I was always punting into the wind. But in that particular game, all four punts I had to win. I averaged 59 yards a punt or something like that. And about five years after I had that record, it lasted as a MAC record for many years, but the NSA changed it. I guess they didn't like that I had the record. They changed it till you had to have five punts, minimum of five punts. So all of a sudden the record wasn't there anymore, but story of my life. So. Uh, well, Camp, uh, the story of this season starts. I, I think that the main chapter uh, of this season starts this week. We've got about two minutes left here. UIC, <laughs> IUPUI on the road, Horizon League play. Let's get it, Camp. Yeah, UIC's a good team. Um, they've got three Division One transfers that score the ball from them, for them in their building. It's going to be a, a, a tough game. Um, we're going to have to play better offensively to win, but defensively, if we do what we've done the first seven games, we'll be in the game. And then, you know, Jalen, Jamal, those guys are going to have to, Trey, Micah, they're going to have to make plays in the last two, three minutes. We're going to, we're going to have to make plays to win the game. And if we can get that one, that'll be a really good start. Yeah, you don't typically go on the road in conference play and win that game by 15 or 20 and just move on. It's always hard at some point. Well, we opened there last year, and we led by 8 or 10 points with 3 or 4 minutes to go, and we, we threw it away. We missed free throws and turned it over, and they beat us. And yep. That can't happen again. 
Big thank you to everybody up here at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Big thank you to all you guys, too, for coming out, <laughs> listening, and uh, listening to all the games. And certainly we'll be on the air here on your new radio home for Golden Grizzlies basketball, 1270 AM, the bet, 97.1 HD3. Uh, thanks for your time, Coach Camp. And, and Jimmy Kennedy back in the studio as well. Great job out of you. We will see you from Chicago on Thursday night. Thanks for listening, everybody. Greg Campy's show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Well, see you later. <laughs>